Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Well, we're here, but we're not really here. By the time you hear this, I'll be in South Carolina with Mama Frost. White boy Malcolm X, he'll probably be drunk at a ski resort near his parents' palatial estate in Breckenridge, Colorado. Not that I'm judging that, of course. And trust me, folks, if I could get out of Christmas with Mama Frost, join white boy Malcolm X on the slopes, I would have done that. Trust me. This is supposed to be a best of show, and it will be, but you know me, folks. Not that I could keep my mouth shut if my life depended on it. But as I'm sure you know, this is the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost. And of course, I am joined by my Italian beer sipping, Ronald McDonald, blow up doll humping, fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. And that was a mouthful. First off, of course, To all you good woke folk out there, happy, happy Kwanzaa to you. If you're out there going, Miller, Miller, what the heck is Kwanzaa? Well, folks, if you don't know what Kwanzaa is, you're a racist pig. You make me sick. You are clearly not down for the struggle if you don't know what Kwanzaa is. That's just a fake holiday that got started in the 60s. If you want to learn more about that, Ann Coulter does an annual column on Kwanzaa. You can read that at AnnCoulter.com, and I'm sure it's going to be up again this year. But just to give you a teaser, here's one of the opening paragraphs from her December 30th, 2020 column. Kwanzaa, celebrated exclusively by white liberals, she's got their number too, folks, is a fake holiday invented in 1966 by black radical FBI stooge Ron Karenga, a.k.a. Dr. Milana Karenga, founder of United Slaves, the violent nationalist rival to the Black Panthers. Liberals have become so mesmerized by multicultural gibberish that they have forgotten the real history of Kwanzaa and Karenga's United Slaves. Just an appetizer if you want to learn more about that. But anyway... I hope everyone out there is having a grand gay old time this Christmas weekend or Kwanzaa weekend if you celebrate that fake holiday. I know you virgin pajama boys out there living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to whatever the hell they post on Reddit this week, freaking out your parents, freaking out your neighbors. You are definitely having a grand gay old time, not just with Spider-Man, who according to a friend of mine, I'll call him Puddin, my friend in San Diego, he hated Spider-Man so much, folks, he texted me this, I'm done with Spider-Man, it's so bad, 
shirtless, can't save it. And yes, folks, he's a big old queen, just like me, just like white boy Malcolm X. But you virgin pajama boys, if your arm isn't already sore, defiling yourself to Spider-Man, imagining the Marvel Universe being the real universe, if you're not tired out from that, Netflix has also dropped The Witcher Season 2. That's with Henry Cavill, Superman, even more masturbation material for all you virgin pajama boys. And, not to get you too excited, as if that's even possible, GameBite has this headline. The Witcher Season 3 for Netflix script is already written. And I can hear those virgin pajama boys, white boy Malcolm X, freaking out the parents, freaking out the neighbors, freaking out that damn sex doll they got in the corner as they do whatever to Spider-Man, to The Witcher. And you know who else is having a grand gay old time? Joe Manchin, folks, the senator from West Virginia, the same senator who sank creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffers, Build Back Better Bill. From the Hill, Democrats set to play hardball with Manchin, who, folks, is just kind of laughing at the threat. I mean, what the hell are they going to do? Send creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer over there? Sniff his hair? Or better yet, sniff his wife's hair? They're going to send Queen Kamala over there to giggle at him? Maybe Nancy Pelosi. She'll take her stiletto off. I'm going to get you. I'm a street fighter. Joe can just watch her pop a surgery staple when her facelift starts to collapse. Or maybe, folks, they can send AOC out to whine about him on Twitter or Instagram. That dopey ex-bartender with the IQ of a cocktail olive. She'd be like, oh, I'm like totally upset and stuff. He's a total boomer loser. He's so old and stuff. I'm AOC. I'm so cute and young and fabulous. So hang in there, Joe. Hang in there. Enjoy the laugh as your dear colleagues in the Democratic Party have a huge meltdown about what you just did. From Slate. And by the time you hear this, folks, it'll be too late. It's time to stop giving gifts to adults. Kind of like that Ronald McDonald blow-up doll I gave to white boy Malcolm X last week. And when I saw this article from Slate, folks, I thought first, oh God, here comes the environmental lecture. Oh, it's such a consumerist society. We shouldn't be wasting all this money on that junk. It was kind of like that, just without the environmental twist. Then I thought, no, this is just a cheap queen. That queen just doesn't want to buy any one presence wants to save that money all for herself. But lo and behold, folks, it was not an environmentalist. It was not a cheap queen. No. It was Janae Desmond Harris. And yes, folks, Desmond Harris, that is hyphenated. She was previously a senior staff editor at the New York Times, where she is now a contributing opinion writer. So you know she's got good leftist street cred. But at Slate, other than this stupid article, she is also Dear Prudence. That's their advice columnist over there at Slate. And just to have some icing on the top of that cake, 
Janae Desmond Harris. And again, folks, Desmond Harris is hyphenated. She is BIPOC. Of course she is. The New York Times, they look at white people. Meh, no job for you. But can you see, white boy Malcolm X, can you see a leftist BIPOC chick running an advice column? She'll get some letter like, Dear Prudence, my husband isn't as affectionate as he used to be. And she'll sign it, Myrtle and Des Moines. Of course, Janae Desmond Harris, formerly of the New York Times, official BIPOC, no doubt, down for the struggle. She will answer Myrtle. She'll be like, Dear Myrtle, you racist cracker in flyover country. Your husband isn't as affectionate as he used to be because he's probably too busy burning crosses or laundering his KKK sheets. If you're horny, you dumb white cracker, why don't you masturbate to your Fuhrer, Donald Trump, and die already? Love, Prudence. And she probably, folks, she only wrote that article because she knew nobody was getting her anything but coal. From the New York Post, North Korea executed seven people for watching, selling K-pop videos. So apparently, folks, that fat little dictator in North Korea, probably butthurt because he could never be in a K-pop band, he has put at least seven people to death in the last decade for watching or selling those videos. And I did see a story about a month or two back, and they had caught some people with those videos, And those unlucky bastards, they got sent away for about a decade of hard labor, which in North Korea is a death sentence just delayed. But that made me think, folks, of Ollie London. And if you folks are out there going, Well, Miller, Miller, who the hell is Ollie London? What does that have to do with North Korea and K-pop bands? Well, folks, first off, you really should listen to my podcast more often. I don't have time to keep explaining this stuff. But now that I think about it, White Boy Malcolm X, we should pull that clip. We'll stick that in the best of, so you folks, in about 10 minutes, you'll have that. But Ollie London, folks, he was some stupid British kid, some white influencer, and don't ask me, folks, what a white influencer does. Well, other than trigger the woke folk. But Ollie London, folks, He had 18 plastic surgery procedures so he could look like a member of the K-pop band BTS. And this idiot white influencer, Ollie London, who not surprisingly uses they-them pronouns, he announced to the world that he was finally Korean. He's transitioned to being Korean after 18 plastic surgeries. And if that's not bad enough, he had those 18 surgeries So he would look just like one specific member of that K-pop band, BTS. Park Jimin, whoever that is. But to add insult to injury, Ollie London, he renamed himself Jimin after Park Jimin. Who I'm sure is like, how much money do we get for private security each year? Can we triple that? So we'll pull that clip, put it in the best of part of the show, coming up here soon. And for our last story, before we jump into our best of show, this one is from Queerty. Those girls over at Queerty. Aaron Sorkin says casting only gay actors in gay roles 
is an empty gesture. Uh Uh-oh, that sounds like Aaron. He might be in a little bit of trouble. Let's find out more. So apparently, folks, Aaron Sorkin, he wrote and directed a movie called Being the Ricardos. That is a movie that looks at the life of Lucia Ball. And yes, White Boy Malcolm X, Lucia Ball is ginger, but she's a woman. Calm down. Lucia Ball, Lucia Ball is played by Nicole Kidman. Desi Arnaz, that is played by Javier Bardem. And apparently, folks, but not surprising, there are some people who are just a tad butthurt that Javier Bardem, who is Spanish, he is playing Desi Arnaz, who is Cuban. Remember, folks, if you've got a part, you damn well better have someone who matches that part exactly. So Aaron was talking to the Sunday Times in the UK, and he said of that criticism that he found it a little chilling. And this is his quote. This should be the last place there are walls. Spanish and Cuban are not actable. If I was directing you in a scene and I said, it's cold, you can't feel your face, that's actable. But if I said, be Cuban, that is not actable. And he continued, folks. Nouns aren't actable. Gay and straight aren't actable. You can act being attracted to someone, but you can't act gay or straight. Aaron, have you not seen Leslie Jordan? Have you not seen Justin Gleesman Buttigieg, that low-rank queen from Indiana? Him on that documentary. Peter, Peter. If that isn't minstrel gay, I'll eat my iPhone 13. And so Aaron finished with this. So this notion that only gay actors should play gay characters, that only a Cuban actor should play Desi, honestly, I think it's the mother of all empty gestures and a bad idea. Which I think is Aaron Sorkin's way of calling out Hollywood liberals, fake Hollywood liberals, for virtue signaling. And we just had, what, a week or two ago, White Boy Malcolm X, Michael Urie, some actor queen, complaining about gay-for-pay actors, said that queens were sick of gay-for-pay, which, of course, I took as a side slap at world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch, maybe Creeper Army Hammer, maybe Timothée Chalamet and his 12-year-old boy body. He was throwing shade at all those straight actors playing gay-for-pay. And I was really about to wonder, hmm, what does that queen have to say about that? But then, folks, I saw this from The Advocate. Those girls over at The Advocate. Billy Eichner, another actor queen, blasts Aaron Sorkin's ignorant gay actor comments. I have no idea who Billy Eichner is. Those girls over at The Advocate, they call him a writer, actor, and executive producer. Like he's got money to executive produce anything other than a five-minute short film. But that queen, all butthurt about gay-for-pay actors, all butthurt about Aaron Sorkin saying, who gives a crap? Just put in the best damn actor you got. Sexual orientation be damned. Not exactly what he said, folks, but that's more or less the gist of it. And this is what Billy Eichner said on Twitter. Completely ignorant 
of how Hollywood has treated its openly LGBTQ plus actors for a century. Talking about, well, I'll say poo, but that's not the word he used. Talking about poo, he doesn't fully comprehend. Scared that Hollywood isn't entirely ruled by straight men anymore. Go write yourself a walk and talk back into the past. Merry Christmas. I think, white boy Malcolm X, I think that I am going to have to apologize to that low-rank queen from Indiana, Chastin Gleesman Buttigieg, for calling him a bitter bitch. Chastin? That queen has nothing on Billy Eichner. Billy, sister girlfriend, from one card-carrying member of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, to another. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Michael Urey. Billy, Hollywood is full of mostly fake liberals. It is all about the Benjamins. The Benjamins, that's all they care about. If they thought putting your old gay ass in a film, Michael Urey's gay ass in a film, if they thought that can make them more money, sell more tickets, than having world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch Those fake liberals in Hollywood, they would have done that by now. They are going to put in, for the most part, the most bankable star they can find. I hate to break it to you, but that's not you. That ain't Michael Urey. Hell, that's not me. You know why my old 52-year-old gay ass isn't in a movie? None of us can sell tickets like the gay-for-pay actors out there now. So if you want to act all butthurt about that, blame the straight men in Hollywood. I would start by standing in the mirror, looking at yourself, if you want someone to blame. Aaron Sorkin ain't your problem, girlfriend. That is your almost complete lack of talent. You sell tickets, they'll put you in every gay role they have. But until then, shut your pie hole. Merry Christmas. So, folks, I'm going to turn this over to our best of show. We got Ollie London, Little Nas X, That Queen, Tom Daly, Billy Portner, Harry Styles playing Closet Peekaboo, AJKJ Appa, another one playing Closet Peekaboo, plagiarist, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, Ed Sheeran, crying Bella Hadid, Black Lives Matter, and just for you white liberals out there, the word Latinx. Oh, I love the word Latinx. I'm down for the struggle. Yes, of course you are. So you folks enjoy our best of show. Have yourself a grand gay old time with this premium selection brought to you by the Miller Frost Podcast. White Boy Malcolm X and I will be back. We can't decide, folks, if we're going to do a New Year's Eve show or a Sunday show. But we'll figure that out when we both get back from our trips. If I got enough Italian beer in the house, if I permit Ronald McDonald the blow up doll in this house, white boy Malcolm X, he might let me do too. So have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, enjoy these best of clips and take care. You know, white boy Malcolm X, I mean, it goes without saying, bless your heart, Milo Yiannopoulos, just bless your heart. Six ways to Sunday, dear.
I don't think anyone is taking you seriously about the whole ex-gay thing. I'm sure they are all laughing at the idea that you are going to be managing a gay conversion therapy center and happy ending day spa down in Florida. That's going to be worth a laugh or five. But white boy Malcolm X, I have to say, after reading this story and hearing about Milo Yiannopoulos and talking about God silencing dogs when he walks by, I have to say that I actually feel sorry for the Almighty. I feel sorry for God. No, I take that back. I feel bad for God. I feel bad that he or she or non-binary deity that they are. It really does, folks, depend on the religion. Sometimes the church is transgender, like that nutty one in Sweden or Norway or one of those weird countries up there. So I want to make sure I'm covering my bases with God's gender identity. We just don't know, folks. It depends on who's out there listening to this podcast. That's why I'm like, he, she, they. And I could, folks, technically be screwing up because I am not recognizing the potential that God's pronouns are zizirza. But we're just going to go with he, she, they. But I feel bad for God, white boy Malcolm X. I can just imagine, folks, the celestial arguments that are going on right now between God and Satan. Who is going to wind up with Milo Yiannopoulos when Milo exits this earth? God's probably like, Satan, that one is yours. Satan's like, "Uh uh-uh, I am not taking him down here in hell. I do not want that queen, ex-queen, whatever the hell he wants to call himself. I do not want him ruining our good time down here in hell. God's like, I ain't taking him up here. Those pearly gates, when that queen, ex-queen, whatever the hell he thinks he is, when he comes up, St. Peter knows he better not let him in. St. Peter knows he is in for a world of hurt if he lets that queen through those pearly gates. Not having it. He is not coming in here. Satan's like, well, he ain't coming in here. So where are they going to put him, folks? I mean, technically, technically, he could live for a very, very long time. If you were cancer, Would you want to go into Milo Yiannopoulos? No. I bet his body kills cancer. That's how foul he is. Cancer's like, ah, I can't live in this cesspool. Ah." So theoretically, he could live for quite a long time anyway. So God and Satan can continue to negotiate. I think personally what's going to happen is that they're going to park his ass in purgatory. Milo is going to go to purgatory. What is purgatory? It's a waiting room for heaven. But they don't have to let you in. You got to work off your sins first. And Milo has a lot of sins, so he could be there for a very, very, very long time. God can keep him parked there, hoping and praying. Well, I guess he wouldn't pray to himself, but or herself or their self. Hoping and praying that he, she, they can convince Satan to take Milo Yiannopoulos. You could torture this queen for eternity. That's a good deal. Satan's like, eh, that queen's mouth, yap, 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 yap. That's torture to me. That's my version of hell. I'm already in hell. I do not need Milo Yiannopoulos making hell hellish. That is not something I really want. No, we take all the other crappy ones. We're not taking him. So I don't know what's going to happen there, folks, but Milo Yiannopoulos, apparently dogs do not bark when the head bitch walks by and he thinks God is doing that. And again, Milo, bless your heart. This next story is from the New York Post and white boy Malcolm X. I am so glad, sir, that you are sitting down for this one because this may be triggering to you, sir, that someone is stealing your shtick. How's this headline, folks? 
white influencer identifies as Korean after surgeries to look like BTS singer. So white boy Malcolm X, this idiot actually had surgeries so he could identify as Korean more authentically. You, sir, have not done anything like this to identify as black more correctly. You, sir, should take a page out of this guy's playbook. Here are a couple pull quotes about this white influencer who now identifies as Korean. A British-born white influencer, and folks, I have absolutely no idea what a white influencer is. I don't know how he influences people to be white. I would think that would be kind of racist. Who the hell wants to identify as white these days? And why do you think, folks, that nobody wants to identify as white these days? Because whitey sucks. Whitey is a racist. Whitey is horrible. Everyone knows that whitey sucks. That is part of the reason that white boy Malcolm X identifies as capital B black. Because he knows, folks, that being blue-eyed and blonde hair does not work in today's society. He knows the smart thing to do is to identify as black. So I don't know, folks, what a white influencer actually does. And I don't know why anyone would want to do that in the first place. But I digress. So let's do that again. A British-born white influencer has had, get this, folks, 18 plastic surgery procedures to look like a member of K-pop band BTS and now identifies as Korean. Ollie London, who uses, oh, Jesus Christmas, they, them pronouns, on Monday shared a series of, so yes, white by Malcolm X, this blooming idiot, Ollie London, is a member of our Star Wars bar of a tribe. As if things could not get any worse with the Tiger Queen and Colton Underwood and Gus Kitworthy, we've got this idiot, Ollie London, with 18 plastic surgeries so he can identify as Korean. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. This is a hot mess. Let's try that again, though. Ollie London, who uses they, them pronouns, of course, on Monday shared a series of videos from a hospital bed to show off the latest round of work in their bid to look like Park Jimin. Hey guys, I'm finally Korean. I've transitioned, London said in one video, saying they were transracial and now identify as Jimin. I identify as Korean. That's just my culture. That's my home country. That's exactly how I look now, the newly named Jimin said. So, white boy Malcolm X, I just want to make sure I completely understand this story correctly. This white kid, Ollie London, has had 18 plastic surgeries to look like some boy band pop star, some guy named Park Jimin. He's so obsessed, or they are so obsessed. Sorry, folks, I sometimes screw up with the funky pronoun set. They are so obsessed with Park Jimin and this K-pop band BTS that they named themselves, after these 18 surgeries, named themselves after Park Jimin. Did I get that correct, sir? Okay, that's what I thought. Couple thoughts here. First off, I kind of feel bad for Park Jimin. This poor Korean kid, he's in a pop band, he's singing, he's doing whatever he's doing in these pop bands. I don't know what these kids do these days. He's out there, and all of a sudden, he's got some weird white kid in London naming himself after him, having 18 plastic surgeries to look just like him, that's got to be a little creepy for Park Jimin to have some stupid white kid with funky pronouns butchering his face over a dozen times to look just like you. 
I would be, if I were Park Jimin, I'd be like, holy crap, how can I get a restraining order on this sociopath stalking me to the extent that he wants to look just like me and has named himself after me? That would be really unnerving to me if I were Park Jimin. I don't know how much money Park Jimin makes, but he better start increasing his security if this nut job is out there floating about. My second thought is who the hell is paying for this? Because they've got free health care in England, folks. I would hate to be an English taxpayer paying for 18 plastic surgeries so some weirdo can look just like a Korean pop star. That would piss me off as an English taxpayer. Third, I feel bad for the Korean people in general. Can you imagine, folks, being Korean and some weirdo in England has 18 plastic surgeries so he can look like a member of a boy band and he declares himself Korean off of 18 plastic surgeries? That kid with the funky pronouns has reduced Korean society, has reduced Korean culture to having 18 plastic surgeries and declaring yourself Korean. I'm sure the Koreans are like, what the hell is going on with this stupid weirdo? Why did he pick us to emulate? Jesus Christmas, how do we keep this kid out of our country? I'm sure this stupid idiot is going to go over to the Korean embassy in London and say, I am a Korean citizen. Look at how I butchered my face six ways to Sunday. Can I get my Korean passport now? You might have to have a restraining order, not just for Park Jimin, but for the entire country of Korea, South Korea, who gives a crap about the North Koreans. They can send him there. He can starve to death in a prison camp. You're going to have to have a restraining order for all the people of South Korea against this weirdo, Ollie London. Some poor South Korean tourists, they're going to be over in London, and Ollie's going to walk up to them and go, Oh, hi, fellow Koreans. How are you? I'm Ollie London. Look, I look just like Park Jimin. My name is Jimin now. They're going to be like, Jesus Christmas, this weirdo has stalked us, has tracked us down. Let's get out of here. And lastly, folks, lastly, I have to say, that I feel bad for Michael Jackson. Yes, white boy Malcolm X, I feel bad for Michael Jackson. And why do I feel bad for Michael Jackson, folks? Not because he diddled children just like a high school teacher. Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. I feel bad for Michael Jackson, folks, because he was mocked and ridiculed for getting his skin bleached so he could look more white. People were picking on him because he wanted to look white. Now, in today's society, folks, they would probably lock him up for being insane. Nobody wants to be white. White boy Malcolm X identifies as black. Ollie London identifies as Korean. Nobody wants to be white these days. But back in the day when Michael Jackson was bleaching his skin, being white, it sucked, but not nearly as much as it does now. And the skin bleaching, folks, that just scratches the surface of what Michael Jackson did to look white. We're not even going to touch the plastic surgeries. But I feel bad for Michael Jackson because he was ridiculed up and down for trying to look white. And this kid, nobody is going to say a damn word about all the plastic surgeries. And God knows what else he's done to now identify as Korean. The only thing I think I can say to this white boy Malcolm X, 18 plastic surgeries, running around, stalking this poor kid in this K-pop band. Ollie, bless your heart, dear. (laughs) Bless your heart. If you think this is going to make you happy. Mark my words, white boy Malcolm X. Maybe 10 years, 15 tops. This kid's going to wake up and go, what the hell have I done? (laughs) And how do I reverse 18 plastic surgeries so I can look white again?
This is from Pink News, and it's for all you virgin pajama boys living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, freaking out your parents, freaking out the neighbors. This one from Pink News, this is for you. Lil Nas X. Yes, folks, that media whore is back. Lil Nas X is officially in the MCU, and he's thrilled about it. And what this article is about, folks, is that some virgin pajama boy living in his parents' basement eyeing up that sex on the corner, playing with himself, his Pokemon cards, his Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, freaking out his parents, freaking out his neighbors. One of those virgin pajama boys happened to watch some stupid movie called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I, of course, have absolutely no idea what that movie is. I have absolutely no idea what it's about. But apparently, this movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, has an Easter egg in it about Little Nas X. And so this virgin pajama boy, he notices this Easter egg, and so he goes on to some website called Reddit. Reddit, folks, is where scores of virgin pajama boys doing all that weird crap in their basement. That is kind of like their little community. That is where they get to nerd out with each other all day, every day. And so this virgin pajama boy, having watched that film, having seen that Easter egg, he pointed out to all the other virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement, doing all that weird crap, he pointed out that little Nas X must have survived what they call the blip. And for all you non-virgin pajama boys, those folks with real lives who don't get too much into the Marvel films, the blip is another name for a fictional event in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That is when Thanos, who is also a fictional character, that is when he snapped his fingers and half of all life in the universe vanished. That happened in Avengers Infinity War. Now, in Avengers Endgame, Iron Man, he snapped his fingers, everyone came back. But for a while there, about half of all life in the universe was kind of not there. So this gets picked up in the media that some Reddit user kind of sort of maybe figured out that little Nas X survived a fictitious blip. And they went and asked little Nas X, little Nas X, what do you think about that? Well, of course, little Nas X, he is not one to not whore himself out for attention. And he said, folks, that he was blown away, and that is in quotes, when he heard he survived the blip. White boy Malcolm X, former birthday boy over there, do you know if little Nas X knows that Thanos snapping his fingers was a piece of fiction, that it never happened? Hold on, sir. Hold on over there. Just give me a second. And even if it did happen... In Avengers Endgame, as I said earlier, everyone came back anyway, so who cares? Do you think he knows that, white boy Malcolm X? Or do you think he's just playing along to humor those virgin pajama boys 
sitting in their parents' basement doing all that weird crap. And that's rhetorical, white boy Malcolm X. I do not need an answer out of you, sir. What I am saying, I guess I better get to my point here. What I am saying, folks, is that, to me anyway, it is frightening to think just how many people actually care about this sort of crap, who masturbate to these movies, then hop onto Reddit to posit theories which these blooming idiots in the media pick up on and report it as if it was real news. What kind of moron actually goes to Little Nas X and asks him about that? Who would do something like that? Probably some snit journalist. Oh, I'm a journalism major. I went to Columbia. One of those types, one of those journalism snobs that are out there running around, thinking they're above everyone else, thinking they're smarter than everyone else. No, not if they're doing stupid crap like this. So all you virgin pajama boys living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating a lot to what is being posted on Reddit, freaking out your parents, freaking out your neighbors, and to you, little Nasax, have fun living out your fantasy life in the MCU. If you folks manage to get yourselves out of your parents' basement a little more often, perhaps the real world wouldn't suck so much that you have to play pretend all the time. But I suspect you'll stay down there until the very bitter end. And have fun with that. From the New York Post, woman has heavenly orgasms in threesomes with husband and God. Yes, folks, God. And this comes to us from, her name is Nita Marie. She is a 45-year-old chick on OnlyFans, of course. And if that name rings any bells with you, she has already been in the news once when she claimed that God, God himself, herself, herself, depending on what pronouns God has, that God wanted her to strip on OnlyFans. Now, though, now she is claiming that she and her husband and God are having threesomes. Man, do I feel really, really, really bad for God right about now. It's bad enough that God, him, her, Zir, again, folks, depending on God's pronouns, that God gets dragged into all sorts of other crap. I mean, you've got criminals. You know, folks, the ones that are like, oh, I found God. Can I get out of jail now? Poor God's probably like, they didn't find me. Don't bring my name into this. You got that. Then you got weirdos like that queen, ex-queen, Milo Yiannopoulos. That blooming idiot. I think it was a couple months ago. She was claiming that dogs don't bark at her anymore. And she said that that was a sign from God. I, of course, said that the reason those dogs weren't barking at that queen, ex-queen, whatever, was that dogs just don't bark at the head bitch. That had nothing to do with God. Speaking of Milo, though, white boy Malcolm X, we have not heard from that queen, ex-queen, in quite some time. 
good. Not that I'm complaining, folks. Don't get me wrong. She's probably too busy working on our gay conversion therapy center and happy ending day spa down in Florida, which, of course, white boy Malcolm X, we should have visited when we were down there. Next time, I guess. But we won't tell Milo we're coming. We want to make that a surprise when we roll into her gay conversion therapy center and happy ending day spa. But anyway, as if criminals using God, that queen, ex-queen, whatever you want to call her, Milo Yiannopoulos using God. Now you've got this one. God not only wants her on OnlyFans, but God apparently, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, is some kind of pervert who enjoys three ways with her and her husband. Her poor, beleaguered husband. Well, I shouldn't say poor. That chick, folks, she is making huge bank on OnlyFans. And if you want to get in on that action as well, who knows, folks, maybe God will join in with you too. Here is what she does, and it's pretty easy. All you got to do is pray. Ask God to be part of your lovemaking. Then it's up to God's power to bring forth great sex and heavenly orgasms, well, at least according to Nita Marie. And God should have time for you too. She only asks God to join her and her husband about twice a week. I guess she wants to spread those heavenly orgasms around and she doesn't want to take up all of God's time just on her and her husband. And, uh, well, I got nothing extra to say on this one. No, nothing, White Boy Malcolm X. I mean, what can I say? I think, uh, I think this one speaks for itself. Do I think she's going to hell? Well, um, huh, no. Isn't that blasphemy? Hmm. Let me think about that for a second. Is saying that you are inviting God to have sex with you and your husband and that you are having a menage a trois with God and your husband, is that blasphemous? Is she going to go to hell? Is that basically your point? I don't know. Probably not, I have to say. I guess in a weird kind of defending her kind of way. I, I think she's being, for the most part, I think she's being... I would say more sincere than not. Yes, I'm sure there's a little bit of publicity going on here. She'll probably spend a couple of years in purgatory just for doing that. But for the most part, I think she's probably more sincere than not. I don't think the whole God thing with her is an act, especially given how people who express themselves, express their religious fervor in public, how those folks are mocked and ridiculed in this day and age. Look what happened to Tim Tebow. Not that I'm directly comparing Tim Tebow to an OnlyFans stripper, but look how Tim Tebow was mocked and ridiculed for expressing his love of God. You know how the enlightened progressives like to mock anyone who believes in God. Oh, they're just a bunch of Bible thumpers, those types. And I really just don't like to mock people's religious beliefs, even if she believes that she's having a threesome with her, her husband, and God. I mean, yes, I pick on that queen, ex-queen, Milo Yiannopoulos. 
That queen has found God like I found a Pilsner I won't drink. Not happening. I might pick on Islam from time to time. You know, folks, the religion of peace that tortures and kills homosexuals, wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth, thinks cutting people's heads off is great. Those folks, the ones that act more like an anti-Semitic, anti-gay Mexican drug cartel than a religion of peace. Yeah, I'll take a shot at them every once in a while. But hey, if Nita and her husband enjoy, maybe possibly, having a threesome with God and he, she, Zir, again, folks, whatever God's funky pronouns are, hasn't smited either of them yet. I mean, let's face it, folks. She's been yapping on, yap, 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 about God and OnlyFans for quite some time. If God didn't like that, her ass would have been smited a long time ago. But, but I guess it's all good with him, her, Zir, so it's okay with me. And our first story out of the box, folks, is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Tom Daly wants homophobic countries banned from Olympics. So that little pocket queen in a Speedo, he was at something called the 2021 Attitude Awards. I need something like that. I got a bad attitude. Clearly, I should win an Attitude Award. But anyway, he got a sport award at the Attitude Awards. Don't ask, folks. I don't know. There are so many damn award shows out there, folks. Half the world, I think at this point, has probably gotten an award from one of these stupid award shows. But anyway, he's at this award show, the Attitude Awards. He got his sport awards. And it was there, folks, that Tom Daly, that pocket queen in a Speedo, he declared that he was going to start campaigning to have countries that carry the death penalty for LGBT plus people banned from the Olympics. And here's his quote on that. I think it's really important to try and create change rather than just highlighting or shining a light on those things. As a quick aside, folks, I think that Tom Daly, he is calling out white liberals and their virtue signaling. Their never-ending virtue signaling. Just a thought there. But anyway, picking back up. So I want to make it my mission over the next, well, hopefully before the Paris Olympics in 2024, to make it so that the countries that criminalize and where it's punishable by death for LGBT plus people, are not allowed to compete at the Olympic Games. To me, folks, Tom Daly has two jobs in life. Number one, every four years, he goes and jumps off a platform a couple times for gold, silver, or bronze. Maybe a participation trophy. He's young enough to need one. And number two, his second job, folks, that is to make Daddy happy by looking good in his Speedo. Keep that tight little body for Daddy. That's it. Those are Tom's two jobs in life. Jump off a platform, look good for Daddy. Now though, folks, now Tom, he wants a third job. Like, Gus Kentworthy. That queen would ever bother with something like that. No. Gus. He knows his place. Skis down a mountain every couple years. 
out there shepherding, pimping out Colton Underwood, trying to find himself a sugar daddy. Gus knows his jobs. Gus has his priorities. So, of course, folks, I'm sitting here. I am reading this article, and I'm thinking, man, what is this kid thinking? He does not need a third job. Those two, again, folks, jumping off a platform for a medal, keeping his tight little body looking really, really, really good in that Speedo for daddy. Those two are enough. So I'm just wondering what's driving this behavior. And of course, folks, it's me, Miller Frost. I, of course, have a couple of theories. Number one, Tom, like any good liberal, he needs to virtue signal to other white liberals, or in this case, to the rest of the tribe. It doesn't take much, folks, to get those queens to go, oh, that Tom Daly, he is so wonderful. The second thing I came up with, and of course, folks, you know what a cynic I am when it comes to something like this. It could be, maybe, possibly, who knows, Tom just wants to take out the competition. I don't know. There might be some good Iranian or Afghani or Nigerian diver out there. Tom could be like, I got to take this guy out. I am not going to bring home another bronze. I like that gold. That's why I got my daddy. I want to win me another one. I am not going to have that guy as my competition in Paris. You folks know how ruthless queens can be when they have to be. I can totally see him trying to undermine some good diver, all while virtue signaling, making it look like he's just doing it for social justice. I guess the problem I have with this is that there are a ton of queens at the Olympics. This little gaby out there, he is not the only queen at the Olympics. No. And I guess the question I have to ask is, if Tom gets his way, how many closet case queens from these countries will not get the chance to get out of hell for a few weeks, party with the other queens at the Olympics for a bit, all because Tom Daly had to virtue signal or kneecap them so he could win another gold. So Tom, good luck with that, I guess. You should probably study up on collateral damage or the law of unintended consequences before you go down this road. But whatever you want to do, dear, and that's probably how daddy talks to him too, white boy Malcolm X. Whatever, dear, go get in that speedo for daddy. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And our first story is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Billy Porter launches into blistering critique of Harry Styles' Vogue cover. I changed the game. Now, I know who Billy Porter is. I've seen him doing some commercials lately. But folks, I have absolutely zero idea of anything he's ever done. I even looked him up, and it said he's a singer and an actor. No idea what he's sung. No idea what he's acted in. Sorry, Billy. So anyway, Billy Porter, again, folks, zero idea of anything he's ever sang or acted in. He is a bit butthurt because American Vogue, Anna Wintour, put that dopey closet case, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, Harry Styles on their cover. The first man in a dress on their stupid cover. Billy... He probably puts on a dress just to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. That is how much Billy likes to wear dresses. He got himself all butthurt that Vogue did that, put that idiot on the cover, and not him. So what does Billy do, being that he's all butthurt? He goes, folks, he goes over to the Sunday Times and complains. First off, Harry really hasn't done much, when it comes to pushing against gender expectations the same way that Billy has. And this is what Billy told the Sunday Times. I personally changed the whole game. And folks, there is a period after every single one of those words. I period, personally period, change period, the period, whole period, game period. And that is not ego, that is just fact. No, Billy. That is ego. That is all ego, and you're not fooling anyone claiming it isn't. And just to prove my point, folks, this is what else he told the Sunday Times. I was the first one doing it, and now everyone is doing it. I created the conversation, and yet Vogue still put Harry Styles, a straight white man, in a dress on their cover for the first time. That's ego, folks. That's a really, really, really bruised ego right there. That's all that is. Or, to put it another way, he's just butthurt that little closet case, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, is getting all the attention. Billy, if I may, even though I don't know who you are, have no idea what you've ever sung, no idea what you've ever acted in, if I may, a couple of things. First off, Harry Styles is about as straight as I am. And I, Billy, I am a big old queen. There is no mistaking me for straight, Billy. 
That's just how I am. Second, and no offense, Billy, because you and I, we are just a couple of weeks apart in age. You're a middle-aged queen, and he's a cute-ish. I guess to some people he is. Kind of like Timothy Chalamet and his 12-year-old boy body. He's kind of a cute little twink. Who do you think, Billy? Who do you think is going to sell more magazines? It ain't you, princess. Sorry. Third, I get the whole Hollywood culture and popularity contest thing. I really do. And I know you got to keep marketing yourself. Put yourself out there to keep earning those Benjamins. But coming off as a bitter old queen, going after Harry Styles like that, that is not an attractive look, dear. It just isn't. The last thing I would ever be doing in life, and it may just be me, folks, but the last thing I would be doing is having a public hissy fit over something as silly as this. I guarantee you, it was a business decision to put that kid on the cover. It was designed to get people talking. It was designed to sell more magazines. Billy, I promise you, if Anna Wintour thought she could make huge bank putting your gay middle-aged ass on the cover of her magazine, she would. But she can't, so she won't. Let it go, princess. Just let it go. So let's go ahead and jump into our news headlines. And this first one is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Riverdale hunk KJ Abba wants to join RuPaul's Drag Race as his feminine alter ego, Fifi. So KJ Abba from Riverdale, and no argument from either White Boy Malcolm X or myself with Pink News, those girls over at Pink News calling him a hunk, But K.J. Appa has a feminine alter ego, which he calls Fifi. As if his name wasn't dumb enough, he doubles down on that with Fifi. So White Boy Malcolm X, you, sir, are not only fake black, but you are also our resident expert here on the Miller Frost podcast, our expert on twinks, gingers, and in this case, a ginger twink. Is K.J. Appa, is Fifi a member of the tribe, sir? You hope so. (laughs) I bet you do. And I can see this, folks. White boy Malcolm X praying. Please, sweet baby Jesus. Please, 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 please. Please make K.J. Appa a member of the tribe. I have to say, though, I do have to say, this whole Fifi crap notwithstanding, he would make an excellent addition to the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. Then again, and let's be honest, folks, our tribe is infested with the funky pronoun folk, the lazy asexuals, the part-time bisexuals, and our dear friends like Demi Lovato, Sam Smith, the Tiger Queen, Colton Underwood, and Gus Kentworthy. And KJ, he's apparently been doing this whole Fifi thing since he was like 8, 9, 10 years old. Dressing up in drag, as he puts it, to express his feminine side. And I do know, folks, 
that there are men out there who are straight, I guess, but who like to do this sort of thing. All sorts of fun fetishes out there, I suppose. And as a public service to all you twink-loving queens out there, after you're done defiling yourself to Timothée Chalamet's 12-year-old boy body, you can head over to KJ's TikTok account, of course, which apparently 3.2 million of you sick bastards have already done. But for those who have not, his handle is at Fifi's Queen, which I think, in my opinion, pretty much says everything you need to know about this one. And white boy Malcolm X, do you, sir, do you know who this reminds me of? Very good, sir. Excellent answer. You have been, kind of, sort of, maybe, I think, possibly, paying some attention to this podcast. Yes, folks, KJ Appa here. He reminds me of our dear friend and resident closet case, Harry Styles. And Harry, just to recap, he is playing the longest game of closet peekaboo since Ricky Martin in the early aughts. Maybe this is like that, or, now that I think about it, maybe Harry Styles and KJ Appa, they are sharing the same huge closet where they can both, just like Ricky Martin 20 years before, hide Way, way, way in the back. You know, folks, behind the shoes. Hey, KJ, I'll tell you what I tell pretty much everyone else. Whatever floats your boat, princess. Whatever makes you happy. I don't care either way. I'm not the one in this room with a ginger fetish. And again, folks, he would absolutely bang Ronald McDonald if he could. But KJ, please, if I may. Please, please, please do not become another Harry Styles. One is enough. It's bad enough that you want to go hang out with a bunch of bitchy, trashy drag queens. And good luck with that, by the way. But I cannot take both of you girls playing closet peekaboo. And our last story is from Tal Road. Those girls over at Tal Road. Ed Sheeran says he thought he was a bit gay. Loves musical theater, pop music, Britney. And this story, folks, is just for white boy Malcolm X, a man so obsessed with gingers that he would bang Ronald McDonald if he could. And you folks should really see the look on his face when I say that. Every time I say that, I get a look of death like no other. But anyway, Ed Sheeran is now coming out No pun intended there. And he says that he thought he was gay for a bit. And if that wasn't bad enough, that he definitely has a big feminine side. He loves musical theater, pop music, and Britney Spears. Does listening to pop music make you a big old queen, white boy Malcolm X? I mean, I can see the musical theater bit. I guess Britney Spears is Madonna for dopey millennials. But liking pop music... Is that a sign you might be gay? Oh, shut up over there. That was rhetorical. I do have a real question for you, though, sir. Would you sleep with Ed Sheeran? Would you want to have that 30-year-old dopey ginger in your bed? Hold on a second, sir. On second thought, ignore that. I have, folks. I have a much better idea. White boy Malcolm X, let's play F 
marry, kill. Your choices, sir. Here are your three choices. Number one, Ed Sheeran. Number two, Ronald McDonald. And number three, A.J. Appa from K.J. Appa. Thanks for the correction, White Boy Malcolm X, but that is still a stupid name. K.J. Appa from Riverdale. F. Mary Kill. Go. Who's the F? Ronald McDonald. See, folks, I told you I knew White Boy Malcolm X, he would want to bang Ronald McDonald. But with that, I already know where this is going. Let me guess. You don't even have to say anything else, sir. Kill Ed Sheeran and marry AJKJ Appa. Did I get that right? That's what I thought. So here's my two cents on this one. Ed here, he has been called a bit of a plagiarist in the past. Folks saying that he allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, stole from other songs. He's definitely been sued for it. No allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe about that. So when I see this, him saying that he once thought he was gay, talking about his feminine side, I just wonder if this is a little plagiarism as well. Yes, White Boy Malcolm X, a little plagiarism going on here. To me, anyway. And if you're out there going, Miller, Miller, how is Ed Sheeran plagiarizing being gay? Well, folks, I'm getting to that. Calm down out there. I mean, look, we have Harry Styles out there wearing dresses all over the place, pissing Billy Porter off in the process. We got AJKJ Appa out there with his alter ego Fifi. These two clowns, they're playing a really, really, really hearty game of closet peekaboo. And they're definitely getting a lot of attention for it. I'm sure Ed's like, maybe I should play closet peekaboo as well. Get me some attention. I guess that's better than what Kim Kardashian's doing, going out with Pete Davidson, but whatever. So Ed, you have fun. Have yourself a grand gay old time pandering to the gays with your weird game of plagiarism closet peekaboo. I'm sure your wife is fine with it so long as you keep selling records and keep earning those Benjamins. But you are not fooling anyone, dear. Not with this one. From page six, Bella Hadid admits she cries pretty much every day and every night. This is one of those stories that I have to admit that I wasn't even sure I wanted to touch. I saw this, and of course, folks, my inner cynic came right out. So I'm thinking, here's another dopey Gen Z chick suffering from Madonna syndrome. Goes on to Instagram with this whole Oh, look at me, look at me. I cry all day and all night, year after year after year. So that was my first thought, her doing this just for the attention. But then, folks, I had a completely different one. What if Bella Hadid, whoever the hell she is, a model or whatever, what if Bella is telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? What if... As incredulous as I find it, as hard as it is for me to believe, Bella here does cry every day, every night, and has cried a couple times a day, every day, for the past few years. Just sit with that for a moment. 
And no, white boy Malcolm X, no snark with this. I'm being serious. If this is true, what she says here about shedding her white women's tears almost nonstop, it does beg a couple of questions, at least to me. First off, where is the family? Where are the parents? She has a few siblings. I think they're all models, the sister and the brother too. I think I saw a picture of them at some point. He's like another one with a 12-year-old boy body like Timothée Chalomet. None of them have stepped in to get her the help she needs. It's not like this started last weekend, folks. This has been going on for years. Second, has she ever heard of therapy? And if so, why the hell hasn't she fired whatever strip mall therapist is providing her treatment? Clearly, whatever they're doing, that is not working. I bet you, folks, I bet you I know exactly what this is, exactly what's going on here. This young lady, she's young, beautiful, successful in her career. She probably woke up one day, looked around at her life, her vapid life, and was like, what the hell happened? Because I guarantee you, folks, people look to her and other celebrities and think, man, that's the perfect life. Looks, money, fame. I wish I had that. She wakes up and she has all that. And lo and behold, it doesn't give her anywhere near the satisfaction she thought she'd have getting to where she is. And now that I think about it, she's probably surrounded by people who only want to be around her because of who she is or what being in her orbit can get them. She can probably count the number of true friends on one hand with a few digits left over. I've had some exposure to some of this before, kind of brushed up against some of these kind of folks. The stories I could tell, and I will at some point, but from what I've seen, from what I can tell, that kind of life, surrounded by people who are only there to use you, that eats at your soul. So Bella, I hope that you get the help you need, dear. I really do. If this is true what you're saying, I do wish you all the best because God knows you probably need it. So let's go ahead and jump into our news headlines. And I guess with this one, I do have a question. And this is also rhetorical, white boy Malcolm X. So again, sir, just sit there and look pretty. As much as you can, anyway. The question I have is, and don't freak out about this, folks, when I ask it, But are transgender people stupid? Yes, stupid, white boy Malcolm X. You can't say retarded anymore, or you'll wind up on a train to a re-education camp to get your mind right. Just like Kyle Bush over there at Woke NASCAR. Now don't get me wrong, folks. I am not calling transgender people stupid. But I'm asking the question, are they stupid? Now personally, I don't think so. No more than the general population. Every group has their geniuses. It's complete blithering idiots. And the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, is no different. Not quite sure who the rocket scientists in the tribe are, but damn. At least in popular culture, we got a ton of morons. But I saw a few headlines from Queerty. Those 
girls over at Queerty. And I have to ask myself, are trans people so stupid that they need news stories like these? Here, this is the first one. Aiden Charles Ornico, the only guide you'll need for transgender boy names. And I'm reading this, scratching my head, wondering, are they serious? I mean, how dumb do you have to be to need a guide? Kind of like, Gus Kentworthy is to that silly queen Colton Underwood. How dumb do you have to be to need a guide to figure out a new name? If you can figure out that you're transgender, I would think it's all downhill from there. The new name, to me anyway, that would be the easy part. But as I'm reading this, there are of course links to other stories. And then I see this. Am I trans? Figuring out your gender. So I guess maybe I read these articles in the wrong order. Maybe Queerty, those girls over at Queerty, are putting in step-by-step instructions on how to figure out if you're trans and then what to call yourself once you switch genders. Like people actually need written instructions on how to do that. And just in case you're wondering, God knows who's out there going, Miller, Miller! I need to know if I'm trans. Here are the signs from Queerty, those girls over at Queerty, that mean you possibly might be transgender. You want to be the opposite gender. See, now I think they're just gaslighting us. No duh, you idiots over at Queerty. Gender terms that align with your sex, e.g. guy, woman, etc., make you uncomfortable. Like, who doesn't get butthurt about that these days? You have a lot of friends who are trans. Takes one to know one, I guess. Seeking guidance from a transgender individual and feeling more comfortable when you're around trans people. Which I assume means you hate Dave Chappelle. So there you go, folks. Just in case you're as dumb as Megan McCain. You now have a step-by-step guide to help you figure out if you're transgender and what to call yourself when you make that switch. And good luck out there, and bless your heart, double bless your heart, if you need to rely on those clowns over at Queerty to help you navigate all that. This next one is from the New York Post. Woman left in tears after date allegedly sends her home over her outfit. And the woman left in tears, folks, Her name is Nikki Jabs. And Nikki starts seeing this guy. His name is Greg, and he works in retail. And they had a date for some grand opening at whatever retail store he works at. And she shows up in a black long-sleeve crop top and pink paper bag trousers. And no, folks, I have zero idea if paper bag trousers are actually made out of paper bags. So they have this date. She shows up wearing that outfit. He gets one look at it and he's like, no, just no, I'll pay for the Uber, off you go. So what does this dopey millennial Gen Z chick do? She decides to pull a Bella Hadid, but instead of going on Instagram, she goes on TikTok to shed her white women's tears about what happened. And she doesn't do just one of those grandma Madonna routines. Oh, look at me, look at me. No. No. She does a few of those 
to bitch about that closet case, Queen Greg. And before you say anything, white boy Malcolm X, yes, closet case queen. And I'll get to that in a second. But to make matters worse, as if that's not bad enough, she does one of those to some dopey Taylor Swift song, something called All Too Well, which apparently has the lyrics F the patriarchy. F the patriarchy, that's what rich white women like to say to show how down for the struggle they are on women's rights. Ladies, if I may, and especially to you, Nikki, I have a few thoughts for you. Number one, don't date a closet case queen. You meet a nice guy and he works in retail. He's gay and you're the beard of the week. Run for the hills. Number two, when you're going out with someone and that guy, that gal, that non-binary folk you're seeing does something crappy to you, for Christmas sake, do your best to retain a shred of dignity. Going onto Instagram or TikTok and shedding your white women's tears over this. Jesus Christmas. No, I take that back. I heard an even better one. Jesus on a jet ski. Other than the weirdos who couldn't get a date if their life depended on it, everyone else is laughing at you. At least the white people are. BIPOC, they're probably like, oh God, here goes another white chick acting hysterical on social media. You want to talk about a first world problem, a white people problem. It's having a gay guy tell you that you dress like a loser and to go away. And I'm telling you to go away as well, but for your own good. Honey, you think this will make you famous, and it is, but not the way you hope. But in the meantime, since I know, Nikki, that you won't listen to anything I have to say, you have fun with that. And lastly, before we jump into our news headlines, and speaking of having a grand gale time, you woke folk out there, down for the struggle. You are definitely having a grand gay old time. At least you folks at BLM. They folks, they have called for a month-long boycott of white companies. That's right, folks. They don't want BIPOC shopping where Whitey owns the business. And where do you folks think that BLM, down for the struggle, woke BLM, went to announce this. They went on to, Jesus on a jet ski, Instagram, to yap on, yap, 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 about boycotting Whitey's business. Speaking of white-owned businesses, Mark Zuckerberg's Instagram, typical BLM, the rules are for everyone else. But this is what they had to say on Instagram. White supremacist capitalism uses police to protect profits and steal black life. Skip the Black Friday sales and buy exclusively from black-owned businesses. Like, for example, Patrice Kahn Coolers, her fancy new art gallery somewhere in Los Angeles. And again, folks, just to remind you, they went on to Mark Zuckerberg's white-owned business Instagram to tell everyone else to boycott white businesses. And now I think, kind of maybe, possibly, 
I feel just a hair bad for Woke Target. God knows how many checks Woke Target had to write, how big those checks were that they handed over to BLM. Those checks, folks, are supposed to buy these businesses some goodwill. But no, not now, not with BLM. Kind of a slap in the face, if you ask me, but hey, not my money, not my problem. From the post-millennial, 40% of Hispanics offended by the woke Latinx term. Hmm, who would have thought that a word made up and primarily used by dopey white liberals? Oh, I love the BIPOC folk. I'm down for the struggle. I love the word Latinx. Who would have thought that word, Latinx, would annoy Hispanics? Couldn't see that one coming, huh? And so I guess Politico... They did a nationwide poll of Hispanics, and they asked them about the word Latinx. Now, I'm sure the Hispanics, getting asked that question, what do you think of the word Latinx? They were probably like, ah, Jesus Christmas, that made-up word? There go the dopey white liberals again with their stupid virtue signaling. Those Hispanics, though, folks, 40% found it offensive. 30% said they wouldn't vote for a candidate who used it including one-fourth of Democrats. And when asked which words they liked, 68% preferred the term Hispanic, 21% preferred Latino or Latina, and only 2% they liked the word Latinx. Probably Hispanics, surrounded by dopey white liberals who just used the term, have accepted the term just to shut them up. And I saw another study, forgot to pull it for the podcast, But I saw another one where Hispanics are now 50-50 split between Democrats and Republicans. Which means, folks, we're about 1% away from full-throttle Democratic support for building that wall. The Democrats, they did not let these people in to elect Republicans. No, that is not going to happen. So you Hispanics out there, Latinx, if you're a snooty white liberal, On behalf of white people everywhere, I do apologize for the dopey white liberal and their idiotic virtue signaling, making up the word Latinx to show how down for the struggle they are. That's just how they are. They're too dumb to educate otherwise. So just try and do what the rest of us do. Ignore them as best you can. And for our last story, we have a golden oldie, a smoking gun story. Man beaten after catching boyfriend humping their dog, police report. Upon discovering his boyfriend humping their dog, a Florida man, of course, was beaten and threatened with a knife by his beau, police allege. According to an arrest report, the 58-year-old victim told cops that he caught John Miller, 33, engaged with a canine inside their home in Milton, a city outside Pensacola. So a 58-year-old got himself a little 33-year-old boy toy. Miller and the victim have been dating for approximately five years and lived together, cops reported. And no, folks, that's not me. The victim said that when he confronted Miller, okay, I can't do that. (laughs) Sorry, folks, I am not going to read my own name. We'll just call him, well, his name is John. We'll just call him John. 
The victim said that when he confronted John about the alleged November 11th dog humping, John began punching him in the head and body. A sheriff's deputy, a poor beleaguered sheriff's deputy in Florida, noted that the victim had a fresh cut on his neck and red marks on his chest. The victim's 88-year-old mother, who owns the Milton home, said she witnessed John pummeling her son and destroying items in the residence. John's boyfriend told cops that before John fled the home, he grabbed a knife and threatened to stab and kill him. After John was subsequently located by police, he claimed that his boyfriend had attacked him in the garage with a metal rod of some kind. The attack, John claimed, began after he caught his boyfriend looking at boys in their underwear on Instagram. John was arrested and booked into the Santa Rosa County Jail on aggravated assault, domestic battery, and criminal mischief charges, which I assume, folks, are all misdemeanors. He is being held in lieu of $7,000 bond and is scheduled to be arraigned on December 9th. So, white boy Malcolm X, I do have a question for you, sir. Is it just me, or is that story a bit weird? Guy comes home, finds this guy humping their dog, they get into it, then this guy, John Miller, tries to throw him under the bus with this twink thing on Instagram. Does that make sense to you, sir? Or should we maybe possibly explore this via a reenactment? I suspected, sir, I suspected as much. Let's go with a reenactment. So to begin our story, folks, let us set the stage for this latest smoking gun drama. We have a 53-year-old queen. We'll call him Queen. He gets himself a 27-year-old boy toy, John Miller. They have been together for about five years. Queen is now 58. John Miller, he's now 33. They live with Queen's mama. We'll call her Mama. They also have a dog. Now, if it's two queens, it's probably a little rat dog, like a chihuahua or something nasty like that. And for the sake of this story, that dog will call Yippy. So picture it, folks. A lovely day in Milton, Florida, just outside of Pensacola. Our protagonist, Queen, he is out and about one day, probably went to a Walmart. It is Florida, after all. Out running errands and heads home. I suspect, folks, again, because it's Florida, it's probably a trailer park. So he comes home. Nobody's about. He suspects Mama. She's really old anyway. She's in her 80s. She's probably taking a nap. But he does hear something a little bit of, he's not quite sure what it is, but it sounds like it's coming from his bedroom. So he goes down the hall and the noise keeps getting louder. And he's thinking to himself, what the hell is that noise? Kind of sounds like Yippie, but Yippie on a bouncing ball. So he opens the bedroom, and there is John Miller. There is Yippie. There is John Miller humping Yippie. And John and Yippie, folks, those two are going at it like Colton Underwood and half the queens in Provincetown when he went over there with Gus Kentworthy, whoring about. John Miller and Yippie are going at it just like that. Queen, Queen is standing there, kind of in shock, going, what the what? Oh my God, my boyfriend's banging my chihuahua. And so he's like, John, 
what the hell are you doing? John's like, Ugh, I'm banging Yippy. Yippy was horny. So was I. We're making love. I thought we had an open relationship. Queen is like, what the hell? That does not include the family dog. Are you going to bang my mother next? John's like, well, I was kind of thinking about it, but Yippy was here. Yippy was horny. I took care of that first. But if your mother was like, I want to have sex, I can't guarantee that I wouldn't say no. And folks, they get into it huge at that point. They get into it so big, they woke up mama. And that woman, folks, is 80-something years old. She wouldn't hear a nuclear bomb if that went off down the street. But she can definitely hear two queens arguing. And so they're arguing, folks, and suddenly John's had enough. Nobody is going to question him making sweet love to that dog. So he looks at Queen, and he throws a punch. Bam! That felt good to John. He did it again. Bam! Mama's there in the hallway going, Ah! Ah! You're punching my son! Stop! John, of course, was not going to listen to that old bag. He didn't care she paid all the rent. He was not going to put up with that. He punched John again. Bam! Mama was like, I'm calling Popo, you don't stop. So John, he was kind of over punching him anyway. He ran and grabbed himself a knife. He pointed it right over there at Queen. I'm going to stab and kill you. Your mama called Popo. You break up me making love to the dog again. And then John, he ran away. So Queen and Mama, they pick up the phone. They call Popo. 911, what's your emergency? Queen is like, I came home. After a hectic day shopping at the Walmart, they were having a two-for-one special. That place was a mob scene. 911 operator's like, oh, yes, sir. I totally agree with you there. But what's your emergency? Well, I came home, and I heard a noise, so I went down to my bedroom. And I opened up the door, and my boyfriend, my boy toy, he was making sweet love to our chihuahua. Oh, my heavens. Is that what you're reporting? Well, yes, but. He also, he got mad at me, started punching me. He got a knife, threatened to kill me. Oh, that's horrible, said the 911 operator. We will definitely send Popo right out. So Popo shows up, gets the police report. They put out an APB on John Miller. And of course, this being Florida, Popo, they are, they are wise on the ways of criminals. Stupid criminals especially, and what is the state of Florida? Full of stupid criminals. So it's pretty easy to find John Miller. And so they find him, and Popo's like, You, sir, were you humping your dog? Did you punch your daddy boyfriend? Did you threaten him with a knife? John's like, Popo, Popo, what the what? That's just crazy talk. Do I look like the kind of guy that would sodomize a dog, punch his daddy boyfriend, threaten him with a knife? Popo's like, well, yes, actually, you do. You kind of look like all of that, and I'm sure I can think of a couple other things. Well, Popo, said John, let me tell you what really happened. And let me say this, officer. No dog rape, no punching, no knifing. I, officer, I was out shopping at the Walmart. Do you know how crazy a Walmart is when they have two-for-one specials? Popo's like, oh, my God. You're telling me, girlfriend. Whenever a Walmart does a two-for-one special... Half the force is out there trying to break those clowns up. We actually, let me tell you something, John, just between you and I, we actually get half our police reports written up, pre-printed with Walmart as the location. That's how bad we know about Walmart. But sorry to interrupt, go ahead. John's like, well, 
I came home from that. I was just exasperated and exhausted. And I wanted to complain to my beau, my daddy beau. I wanted to tell him about my horrible day. Well, he wasn't in the house, so I went out to find him in the garage. He was there in the garage, and he was staring at his phone. And I'm like, Daddy Queen, what are you watching on your phone? Daddy Queen was like, I'm looking at boys in their underwear on Instagram. And I was like, well, if you're into 12-year-old boy bodies like Timothée Chalamet, maybe we should watch Dune and you can masturbate to that. Papa was like, hmm, tell me more. So John was like, well, I don't think he liked that comment very much, Popo, because you know what he did next? Popo was like, no, what? He picked up a metal rod and he tried to attack me. Popo was like, a metal rod? What kind? John's like, I don't know, Popo. I'm not one of those fancy scientists in the metal. A metallurgist. I can't even spell that. Popo, though, folks, remember, again, they're Popo in Florida. They've seen it all. They've heard it all. And that popo, folks, they were not buying what John Miller was selling. So popo said, Mr. Miller, John, we do not believe your story about your boyfriend checking out Twinkie Boys on Instagram in the garage. You, sir, smell like a dog in heat. So therefore, we are going to arrest you for aggravated assault, for banging that dog, domestic battery, for beating up your daddy queen like that, and criminal mischief charges for trashing mama's house. End of story. So White Boy Malcolm X, does that solve any confusion, sir? Any confusion at all that you might have over that story? Daddy queen catching his aging boy toy, raping that chihuahua, getting beat over it. Mama's having to watch her house get trashed. Aging boy toy trying to lie his way out of that. Did I clear everything up, sir, with that reimagining? Yes, as I suspected it would. So on that note, since I cannot top these two queens and their competing stories of nuttiness in the state of Florida, dog raping, daddy queen assaulting, mama house trashing nuttiness, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this 100th podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost. Joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.